Welcome to episode 082, Suppressed Rage, Owning Your Feelings and Being Too Much. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing. And we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Beautiful one, welcome to this week's episode of Woman Awake. I have just spent most of the day at home alone cleaning the entire house, rewarding myself with a big delicious meal and a hot cacao on the balcony and doing a heap of heartstorming around what will be a four-week transmission, a four-week journey and container. And I'm super, super, super excited about this, but I'm also just allowing this delicious experience to land and starting to feel a very strong connection unfold between myself and the women that are going to say yes to this journey. So today has been a really interesting and special day. And it's also been a really interesting and special week. As I'm sure you're aware, we had an incredible full moon in Sagittarius, which also happened to be an eclipse. And I also began my bleed, as I do, on the moon. So it's been a week of very, very heightened and amplified emotions, lots of shadows lurking within coming forward and really having to sit with these experiences and these triggers and these moments of struggle. And I want to share one of those with you today. Before I dive in and go a little further with this, I just want to share with you, for those of you that are local to me or close enough to the Central Coast and want to come along, I still have five tickets left to Inner Alchemy, which is on next Sunday, the 6th of June at 11am in a beautiful tropical garden in Matcham called Bamboo Buddha. So we've got a beautiful intimate yoga space in there and a very strict number count that I'm allowed to have at this event. So I still have five tickets left. Follow the link in the show notes if you'd like to learn more. It is a beautiful, powerful three-hour journey diving into breath work, somatic healing, energy medicine, EFT, and of course coming into a collective experience with like-minded people. And the last two times I've held this, it's just been really powerful and transformative. So I'm super excited to be running it again. And it will not be on again in July, but possibly August, September. So if you're keen, now is definitely the time to book in. Keep an eye out as well for any information coming through via socials on my upcoming four-week transmission journey container. The name is still landing. And of course, a, a really incredible place for you to hang out with me, to connect with me and to receive some of my wisdom is in my online membership group 
in Facebook called Practical Magic and Spiritual Medicine. So this is only $29 a month. It is an incredible space because I actually like that I'm about to say this. There is not a lot of talk and chat and 50,000 updates and notifications happening in this group. It's a very quiet, peaceful space. But what you do get access to are weekly magic practices from me. So every week I jump in and share a 5 to 15 minute practice which are all saved in the library section. So as soon as you join up you get access to a wealth of practices and um, wisdom technologies and tools that you can work with whenever you need a bit of a lift or on a daily basis just to continue to, to attune and align your energy. So that's called Practical Magic Spiritual Medicine and it is a really beautiful place to get access to more of my work and the practices that I do for myself, for my clients, and that I love to share with others. So let's dive into this week's episode. So I called this episode Suppressed Rage, Owning Your Feelings and Being Too Much. And I think the best place to start is by sharing a story. And just to note, this example that I'm giving you is one of many that have unfolded over the last two weeks. So my husband and I have butted heads more than once. We have um, rubbed each other up the wrong way. We've really pushed each other's sore spots and um, niggled at each other for silly things, but underlying that, you know, this, this bubbling energy that the eclipse and full moon was bringing up, underlying all of that was just stuff that needed to be looked at, stuff that needed to be looked at for myself, for him individually, but also as a as a group, as a team, as a partnership. So the story goes, I, and it's also very interesting that this story actually includes my son, so there's two masculine energies in my life. My son has hit three-nager. So I really don't like using those labels like terrible twos and three-nager, but for those of us that are mums out there, you'll get it. So the, the twos are a breeze in comparison to three. Three, they have a bigger voice, they have a stronger ego, they have a, a more defined sense of self, they have um, a stronger desire to push back and to create clear boundaries. And I think it's really important to highlight that in some cultures in Europe they refer to this stage as the boundary age, as it should be, because they're testing their boundaries and they're figuring out who they are and they need their parents to hold strong on certain boundaries and to hold the container and keep them safe so they can explore and push and test the limits which is a really beautiful way of looking at our own up-leveling and our own growth. We need a container and we need something that will hold us and guide us and lovingly care for us as we reach our new edge and up-level. Which, as a side note, I've just realised is a really perfect way of describing what my upcoming four-week transmission container is actually about. So back to the story. So Raf has been testing limits and boundaries with a lot of intensity, a lot of ferociousness and sometimes a little bit of aggression as is uh, true to the masculine form and I don't mean that in a negative I just mean he moves emotion through with a little bit more um, power and intensity having said that Soleil was much the same but it, it is different hers was much more emotional so most of my days have featured a huge portion of it holding space for him as he pushes back as he says no as he asks for something and doesn't receive it because it's 
not possible because I'm not able to say yes to that for whatever reason or uh, changes his mind and tests how I respond to that, falls apart, comes back together, pushes back, loses his mind. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just intense. And sometimes it would go on for 45 minutes, for an hour and a half, you know, give or take, on and off. So this particular morning, trying to get sorted to get my daughter out to school, and this had been going on at every step of the morning with Raf. And I was holding space and I was acknowledging his feelings and I was being there for him and I was staying nearby, letting him know it wasn't okay to do X, Y, Z or to hit me or to react in this way, but I love you, I'm here, I love you, I'm here, all of that. I say that so flippantly, but, you know, that's not really what I'm here to talk about. But... Um, it, it got to a point around about maybe the 50-minute mark. And, of course, I'm feeling the pressure of time, the time that we have to get to school and the time I need to get back for my first client. And I start to break a little bit. So at no point have I completely cracked it and lost my shiz and gotten really, really ragey. But my energy definitely changes. So right at the very last minute at the front door, we're just about to leave and Rafi ramps up again for something quite minuscule. He wants a pouch that Soleil's handing in his hand. Sorry, that's holding in her hand. And my husband is in the office right next to the front door and he's on a very important call. So I've also got that in the back of my head, trying to support him and ensure that we are not um, intervening and, and causing challenges for him on this very important call. So at this point... I'm still in my slippers, I grab my shoes, I grab my bag, I literally pick up Raphael like a football and I burst out the door. So there is a bit of intensity, it's a bit rushed, it's a little bit, um, I want to say wild but not violent, it's just like that's it, let's go, up you get. And I take him out to the car and I physically have to put him into the car because he refuses to get in and he's not happy. And my heart is also breaking in this moment that I, it has gotten to this point. But I'm also completely understanding that this is just how it happens sometimes and the repair is soon to come. I'll explain that in a minute. And Paul Soleil, my sensory kid, is covering her ears and she's just head down and just she knows not to test me or push me in this moment because, you know, it's on basically. Right at this moment, my husband finishes his call and he comes out and he says, Claire, leave him with me. By this point, I'm a little bit ragey and I've seen a bit of red here and I don't really hear him and I kind of yell back, no, it's done, he's coming with me. Chris then responds in a way that is quite hurtful and really heartbreaking for me. He he says something to me, it's, it, I don't really know how to explain this other than telling you, He says he says to me, um, what's wrong with you? Keep your voice down. Um, you're, you're being useless or something like that. So he basically has a really nasty, mean jab. And I'm completely flabbergasted in this moment. My mouth drops open and I'm like, what just happened there? So the kids are in the car, Rafi's still screaming, and I literally march up to him and I'm like, uh, what I don't even understand how you just kicked dirt in my face right then in that moment where I'm clearly trying my hardest and I've reached the edge and you just 
throw mud in my face. And of course, he goes straight into the defensive because he's still feeling what he's feeling. And I go back to the car, I take Rafi out, I take him to the front door and he's crying. So I get down on my hands and knees and I hold him and I'm crying too. And I say, my love, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry it got to that point. Uh, I'm really sorry that I've yelled. I'm really sorry that I've forced you into your chair. I'm really sad. I will be straight back after I drop off Soleil. And I basically apologise to him and own what's happened and let him know it's not okay that I've reacted like this. And mummy's the adult and she knows better. And I look up at Chris and I say to him, I'm heartbroken. And I get in the car and I drive Soleil off to school. So before I continue, I want to share some things. This is really raw and very vulnerable. And uh, it's also just the truth. And the reason I felt to share this this week is because I've spoken to that many of my clients that think that I'm always so grounded and so chill and so um, conscious and aware and awake that I could never possibly ever do anything like this or have an experience like this. But I do, guys. I really do. I'm very conscious about how I exit an experience like that, how I repair. I'm very conscious before it. There is sometimes a moment somewhere in the middle where I lose it. Not always, but it happens, and it happens enough for me to be able to recall it and to tell you about it. I'm a human being. Please don't put people on pedestals and assume that because they are one way on social media or because of what they share that they don't also have wobblies. <laughs> it's really important that we remember that. So I come back and my husband can sense that I'm just not there yet and he leaves me be for a while and eventually he comes up and he says to me, I'm really sorry, I've been thinking over and over and over as to what unfolded and I can see how deeply wrong and not okay that was and I'm so sorry that I've hurt you so much. Which is beautiful and I accept his apology but as he speaks it drops in for me so very clearly what has unfolded and I turn to him and I say it's time for you to be okay with how I feel my feelings it's time for you to be okay with rage and anger you have so much suppressed in you that when I'm quote unquote being too much you can't hold that but you're going to have to find a way and I go off and I go have some time to myself and he agrees with me. He says, you're right, you're right. So what I want to highlight here, there's so many things that are unfolding in this moment and it's this play between um, the feminine rising and the patriarchy. Our poor men, our poor men have been suppressed so much. They were not allowed to feel their feelings. Nobody, nobody did for them what... I try to do for my son, which is I see that you're hurting. It's okay that you're angry. You are so sad and I'm here for you. And it's okay to feel sad. They didn't have that. They got told to stop it, stop crying, don't do that, toughen up, be a man. Oh, I just have to take a deep breath for that. Be a man, toughen up, boys don't cry, all of that. So, of course, what they have within them are all these suppressed, stuck, stagnant feelings and when they're faced with somebody like me for example who's totally and utterly okay with feeling the entire spectrum of my feelings 
it can sometimes be too much and it's triggering. And on the upper level, on the outer layer, my husband sees it as you're making a scene, don't make a scene, you're on the street, you've raised your voice, you've gotten a little bit wild there, don't do that, it's embarrassing. And then trying to take me down a notch with a comment about being useless or whatever. But what I see is a man that has emotions so suppressed and contained with him because he was never allowed to fully feel that anyone feeling the feelings that they've labelled and have been told to label as bad, i.e. frustration or rage or unhappiness, it's too uncomfortable. They can't hold that. It's too much. So that person that they're looking at is being too much and being too much is not okay. Now, we could go down the rabbit hole at looking at all the many women, witches, healers, midwives through the ages who were persecuted because of their too muchness, because of their feelings, because of their access to medicine and mysticism and magic. And we see this in birth. We see how women are suppressed and not allowed to feel what they feel and not allowed to choose what they want to choose and constantly intervened and having their, ta- their power taken away from them and told that they don't know what's right for themselves or for their bodies. So we can see this in so many different pathways and so many different spaces and places. But why I'm sharing you this story is because I realised in this moment that I am totally okay with my rage. I'm totally okay with feeling my feelings because I don't label them as wrong or bad anymore. I don't see it as a bad thing to have a moment where you express how incredibly frustrating something is and to reach that point where you've tipped over the edge. I'm a human being. Yes, repair after is 100% so important. You don't just inflict pain or hurt somebody or do something that could possibly be detrimental or traumatic to somebody without bringing them back into safety and doing the repair work and the nurturing to heal and restore in that moment and to explain and to also demonstrate I had a feeling and that feeling was this and it's okay and we're okay. So I'm totally okay with all of that and I've realised that this week and I'm no longer okay with being told I'm too much or being told that my feelings are not allowed or don't matter. And at the same time, I'm just as passionate about supporting individuals, whether they be men or women, boys or girls, as in my children, to feel what they feel and to prevent this suppressed energy that bubbles up into judgment and rage and an inability to connect from the heart. Because what really shocked me about this moment with my partner, when I later spoke to him, I said, you weren't able to access compassion and understanding that I had literally been at war with my own son all morning. And at the very end, I was pushed just a little bit too far. You weren't actually able to access any compassion and step in with support, as is the divine masculine, you instead lent into a more toxic space of judgment and gaslighting. And I want to be really clear here. I'm actually not angry at him. 
because I see what it is and I understand. I'm sad. I'm sad for him and I'm sad for our men, our masculine beings. And as a mother of a son, this matters to me a lot. So this is my call out to you as a woman who is awake to begin to own your feelings and be okay with them, including your rage. Of course, there is toxic rage that spills out and hurts other people. And of course, there is rage that is accessing and feeling your feelings and expressing it. What unfolded that morning with Raph was probably somewhere in between the two. I'd say putting him physically in the car was not my ideal and I really wish that I didn't get to that point and possibly moving into a slightly more toxic space there. However, when I picked him up and took him outside and told him we're going and I'm carrying you outside and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and yes, I've definitely reached my limit, I don't feel that that was toxic. I feel that was clear and I was owning how I was feeling from a very human space. And I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Ladies, I'm not going to lose sleep over it with judgment and guilt. I don't have time for that. I don't need that. I don't need to carry that. I'm also not going to carry self-judgment and guilt and shame that I expressed a feeling out loud on the street by the way, my street is so ridiculously quiet, even if somebody heard or saw, like it doesn't really matter. I wouldn't have seen anything or known anyone was looking at me anyway. It's so quiet. Even if it wasn't, why are we so ashamed and afraid to feel things out loud and on purpose and in public? So that's my call out to you. And then also being mindful of when you are labelled too much too loud, too this, too wild, too ragey, too whatever. Don't let yourself be gaslit anymore. You aren't too much. In fact, that is actually what the feminine is. She's a lot. <laughs> she is energy. She is everything at once. And if you identify as a core feminine being, then by all means, own your too muchness. And underpinning all of that has to be this constant thread of respect and compassion for those of us, whether they are masculine beings or not, in our lives, that we're not given space to be with their feelings and to be okay with their feelings. So there is so much suppressed. Therefore, it spews out in judgment or it spews out in anger or it spews out in um, gaslighting or hatred or other painful experiences so this story is a story for me to, sh to share how the full moon illuminated something massively for me it really did it really showed me something about myself and my dynamic with my partner but also this greater story between the collective feminine and the collective masculine and it's been a very empowering, enlightening experience. And I wanted to share that with you because if this lands with you, even just the tiniest bit, then this has been a necessary and vital experience and lesson for me to have and therefore pass on to you. It's okay to feel every feeling on the spectrum of emotion. It's okay to own those feelings. It's okay to be too much. It's okay to be not enough. It's okay 
It's okay when you don't get it right. It's okay when you fail a little bit as a mother. It's okay. It's so okay. It's okay when our partners don't meet our expectations and don't hold us in the way that we wish that they would. It's okay. It's it's messy and it's wild and it's beautiful and it's okay. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I would so love to hear what you think about this and what's landed for you in your heart and in your body. And you know you can just reach out to me, hit me up on Instagram or leave a review or email me at claire at clarabay.com. And until we meet again, I wish you a beautiful, heart-opening, alive and whole experience on this journey. On this journey as a woman awake. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing me a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.